0: This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door and you get hundred nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no My fellow Schwock lords, and what is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Schweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What's going on, folks? You're back, and uh, you're back again for another episode of Cancel Schweezy. Uh, the only podcast that's not in school. I can, uh, I can really tell you that. I can tell you that uh, that I'm not in school anymore. And it's—I remember when you felt like you were never going to get out of school, and then. One day you just never go back, you know, unless you're a teacher, you know, it ends like your life and it's like, uh, ah. uh, teachers, uh, not saying we need you, we need teachers and we need your types of personalities, but they have a, they you are a personality type. Okay. Like you probably don't cut, like if you teach little kids, like little, little kids, like maybe you don't cuss as often. My mom thinks that like, uh, school teachers don't cuss. She's like, we don't cuss probably because you're coworkers and coworkers and we like, What the fuck is up, Nancy? You know, I don't know. But, anyways, though, my little cousin, I have little cousins. I consider, I consider like if you have big cousins or little cousins, here's how I distinguish that. That is distinguished between if they're a big cousin, they should be, there should be like a 10 plus year age gap where they're almost like uncles to you. And then, like, little cousins are like almost like nieces and nephews to you. And in that, well, so that's how I determine it, not like how my family did it, where uh, I have a cousin who's also named Sam, which is a long story. Sam, if you're listening, what's up? Uh, and uh, he's six months older than me, and uh, so he was big Sam, and I was little Sam. And I think it didn't help that we were in different grades too, since he was February and I was August. But yeah, we're like six months apart. But I was I was little Sam. That's not how you put him. my little cousin, uh, like someone who's a couple months older than you. I'm like you don't call him like your little or big cousin. You know, you just call him. Uh, your cousin, because they're normal, you know, they're around your age. And so when they're around your age, you, you, they're just your cousins, you know, and uh, we can go further from there. Uh, but anyways, uh, my little cousin graduated kindergarten. And uh, like some of you may know, my therapist has been telling me to not stay at home all the time and watch TV and actually go out and do things. I think I put, like, I think I'd, what happened is I put up a good, you know, like how using my time properly and uh, now I don't, now I'm just confused. I think I went too far, too far with like, yeah, it's okay to say no things, like you're busy or whatever, you know? It's like that. I got good. I got way too much control over that now. Now I don't, yeah. So I need to go out and do, so I went to his kindergarten graduation, um, and uh, we're not gonna be talking shit on any person, any specific person that I can think of because I actually saw them in person. It's, it's different when you see someone in person, like you have beef with someone, then you meet them in person, and you're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, like i don't i don't know where the beef is i'm i'm i have too much anxiety for this i'm just going to be having a normal interaction with you, <laughs> you know, let's just get this over with so but it was it was go cool. so we're not going to be like t- talking about we're, we're this is a f fu- this is a comedy show okay Oh, brother, this guy stinks! And it's a comedy show, so we're just goofing around, okay? I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but maybe some improvements for, you know. We know, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm not wanting to be a dick, but, you know, there's some things, like, some things that are in your control you can change, you know? Uh, So first thing they did is, like, all the kids dressed up for what they want to be when they grow up. And, you know... I don't think that's a cool question to ask kids, but they got to dress up and do shit, and uh, let's just, hopefully, they let the kids know, like, hey, one day, you may change your mind, and that's okay, you know, sometimes you can change your mind, and it's okay, so anyways, they all dressed up, my little cousin, he, he likes fishing, and hopefully one day, he's, like, one of those guys who, like, owns a boat and, like, some nice fishing poles, and you just take rich kids out, you know, just take rich kids out fishing for the day. You know, I think that'd be a good job. That's what I think he should do—just some hustling and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. He so he dressed up like a fisherman, which was like cool. Uh, some of the kids dressed up like cops. I actually did not clap for any of them. <laughs> we had clapped for all of them. i like, nope, not supporting a cop. A cab, bitch. A cab, bitch. But I didn't yell that shit out loud because uh, uh, I didn't feel like getting kicked out of a kindergarten gradu- kindergarten graduation. That. And the problem was I was completely sober. Uh, why was I completely sober? It was at one pm. and I, I try to have I try to have a little bit of control, you know. It's like, get all your work done for the day, uh, then have your fun. you know that's that's the kind of guy I am, you know, uh, this is the type of guy you get. And uh, you know, and I also was streaming that night, and it was last Thursday, so you know. When I'm streaming, that's I, I do like to in, indulge in a couple things. Uh, I love I love that shit, uh, especially when you're streaming. Um, and so, uh, long story short, yeah, I didn't I didn't clap for any of the cops. Uh, I'm like fuck a cat bitch. And that yeah, that would be rock bottom. Yeah, fucking getting kicked out of a kindergarten graduation, sober. That that's rock bottom for me. It was like I wasn't even on. I wasn't even smoking anything. Uh, I was just. I just thought it would be funny, but I was pretty close to the iPad that was filming the whole thing. I know filming on an iPad. I know I've talked in the past like, don't iPads have the shittiest cameras for Apple? Apple's standards still still looks better than the, if it's between the, the the options were probably an Android phone or the iPad. And I'm like we're still gonna pick, we're gonna pick the iPad. Why? Because it'll it'll still look ten times better. But uh, Apple put better cameras in your iPads. You know, boomers boomers are filming the grainiest shit. Okay. Uh, so anyways though, more on his kindergarten graduation, they were the future careers, some of the kids said they wanted to be singers, I, you know I just, there's too many singers, you know, I would I would push them away from that career, music, you know playing music, having fun yes, continue to do that, career you gotta, don't, we got, there's too many uh, anyone was like do you want to encourage kids to pick up an instrument, no there's too many people out there's too many musicians out today I'm still, I'm competing with all of them, Com- competing and working together slash that, you know, uh, and, uh, yeah, we don't need more, nor- more kids coming up, nor more hot kids from Disney Channel shows, uh, that turn into, no, sorry, kids from Disney Channel shows that turn into hot adults. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll oh, take it. I'll take this. Brother, this guy stinks! Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, not all of us could be that. No, some of us have to make real music, you know. Some of us have to write for, write for those people, <laughs> write music for those people, and uh, uh, do everything so they just show up and sing kinda and have a, we, we leave, we get paychecks, you know. It's so all for paychecks. So, uh, that's rough, buddy. But anyways, though, so yeah, so so then they so they did their future careers. Uh, I think that's all of them. Some kids were like football players. I'm like, the odds of y'all. You know, any of these kids making any of these careers. Lots of veterinarians. I think those are probably the, probably the best ones. But uh, at some point, it's going to be like. At some point, parents are going to be like, "Look, I'm going to let you be a veterinarian. Doctor. We kind of like animals, and they become doctors. That's why some. That's why you go to hospitals and they're like, they just fucking drug you up, you know, so they don't have to hear you fucking talk, even though there's like sometimes there's some important things you didn't disclose. <laughs> um, that's cool. So then they showed a video because then the kids had to change out of their uh, like, what I want to be when I grow up, costume, uh, they change from that into their caps and gowns, because they, you know, obviously, small caps and gowns, uh, it, it's funny, okay, and that's why we do it, it's funny, okay, uh, and then, so they showed us this video, and I was like, okay, maybe like a montage of what's happening for the year, first half of the video was what the kids... Wanted to be when they grew up. That was, that was the, throughout the video. So now we're going through this a second time. So say, say you watch a presentation. So it's basically like, okay, you watched a presentation, you know. And then someone was filming that. Then you had to watch that again. That's basically what happens. So they were really trying to cut. And let's also mention these are teachers uh, who, are, are, who are already working more hours than they should be for how much they're getting paid. Uh, but also I can't expect them to be, you know, how to, how to edit videos. At least I know I saw it was a Mac on the little projector. So I at least know they used iMovie. Uh, that'd be the, I know they made iMovie. And iMovie is actually, I think is pretty good. I work on Final Cut, which is apparently not much better. And it was like, was a, was a nice thing for a while. And then all of a sudden became, uh, like the shitty thing. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's a, Cool thing for me. So I I can't unlearn Final Cut. Sorry. Sorry, people. I'm not going to fucking pay monthly for Adobe. I have cracked Photoshop, and that's all I need. Uh, So they showed that. And then then they showed what they probably should have only showed was uh, just, like, montages of the kids throughout the year, videos and everything like that, you know. Uh, It'd be funny. And, uh, you know, and I think the five-second transitions between clips – of you know in video editing is not what you're supposed to do. Uh, you'll know that that's probably yeah you'll know you'll know for certain that uh, it'll, it makes it drag on. so finally that's over then the kids sang and they did they handed them they <laughs> had them go back and sit down somewhere else and then they came up and got their degrees. Uh, it looked like everyone at least was able to walk. so I thought that was a pretty good thing about the graduation. no valedictorian speech. At this kindergarten graduation, though, uh, none of that, so that was interesting, so that's what happened uh, throughout my week. I hope you had a good week, too. Make sure you're checking out my music under Sweezy, wherever you get your music at. I am pretty close to having a single, a new song come out. Ooh, I probably shouldn't have said a new song, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty close to that, and so I feel like I've been trying to figure out the first song to release in this era and uh I think I got it so I just gotta get it done and we can go there we can start this era because I have some other songs in the bank too but I didn't want it to be like a a first single or whatever you know Anyways, that's cool. Go check that out and me under social media. That way you can know when I do release new music and when I do make new podcasts even and when I go live on Twitch, you know. Twitch.tv slash the shweezy is a great way to say thank you for being a friend. If you uh, connect your Amazon Prime account and press that subscribe button, you can do that for free because you already pay for Amazon Prime. Which is uh, like I what I like to say. Cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. Uh, and yeah, like Twitch and saying that at the shweezy, That's where it all is. Uh, but make sure you check out the Patreon page too. Uh, it's donations right now. It's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Helps me uh, get going, stay alive, and uh, go everything from there. And uh, don't forget all the free shit you can do. Go over to our YouTube page. If you are listening to the show, make sure you're subscribed over there because we do post extra stuff and the highlights from the show as well. That way you can share the highlights with your friends, which you should also be doing, which is awesome. And subscribing to the show, obviously. Make sure you're subscribed everywhere. Uh, And if you can leave a review, leave a review. If you can give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating, go over there and do that too. That would be... That'd be nice. Uh, we could really always use that for, Always do that free shit. That uh, free shit is uh, what I love. It's what I love about everything. <laughs> Cotton mouth. Oh. So I finally... I finally have an answer to the long-debated question that every couple ever has had to deal with. Um... I'm I'm going to go with straight just the normal straights. Sorry for everyone else. We're going with the normal straights. Uh and uh here here's the question. A, a man and a woman be having a nice night. Nothing wrong. And then or you've had a long no, the best the best analogy, you've had a long fucking day at work. Okay? okay? That's this that's what you come home to. I don't have to explain anymore. I know everyone has that. Everyone has that situation. All right. So, uh you had just the worst day, you had a bad day, you're not going to take it out on your, like, girlfriend or anything, or wife, you know, you're not going to take it out on them, but at the same time, uh, like, you know, you just had a long day, and you're just trying to take it easy, you're just trying to get, finished the rest of the day, you know, and she comes up to you and says, would you still love me if I was a worm, you know, Every, every woman asks that question to him. I don't know why it's that question. You'd love, if I don't know what the worm is, okay. Here's here's the correct answer. I think this works in every single situation. The answer is yes. I would still love you if you were if, if you were a worm. However, we're gonna have an open relationship or open marriage where. I'm allowed to fuck people. You can fuck worms. You know what? I think that's a fair trade too, you know, because usually the open marriage is like, I don't like other guy. I don't want another guy. You know, it just makes me feel sad. Uh, or, and that's vice versa for women and men too. And so, and then sometimes it's not a problem, but you know, but uh, I don't think usually I'd have a problem with it, but I don't think I'd have a problem with it if she was a worm. Cause at the end of the day, like we love each other. There's not even, we can't have sexual love anymore. Anything that's sexual or like, Attractive or whatever, that's done. Like, I, I it's not attractive. Like, would I would you still think I was attractive if I was a worm? Like, first of all, if you were a worm, you'd look totally different. <laughs> but like, if she was a worm, yeah, I'd still love her. But I want to be fucking other people. Okay, I'm not gonna be fucking a worm. I think that is the answer to that question. So th- you can you can thank me online. Uh, you know the links to send me money. You know. Okay, so now it's time to get into it as I fix my hair. It is time to get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now? That is just the news from last week. I am not, I'm tired of explaining it to everyone all the time. Previous week right now, make a fucking guess of what it's going to be about. Going about the fucking news. I identify as a fucking threat. All right, so. uh, Let's just jump into it. Here we go. We're going from The Hook News. Uh, Lady Gaga didn't realize she was bankrupt in 2.3 million euros. Why? How would you? That's not real money. In debt after her tour. Lady Gaga rocked onto the pop scene way back in 2008 after years of trying to break through. Her first album, The Fame, saw phenomenal success with its first two lead singles, Just Dance, and the aforementioned Poker Face, hitting number one in not just America, but also the UK, Australia, and Canada. The star has gone from strength to strength with hit songs such as Bad Romance, Born This Way, Applause, and finding chart success. She even went out to do a collaborative... album with jazz legend Tony Bennett called Cheek to Cheek. Aside from her musical prowess, Gaga is known for her rather wacky style. From the meat dress to her firework bra, the star is no stranger to a wardrobe stunt. However, she surprised fans with her more toned back look during her Joanna album era and her subsequent air success in A Star is Born. She even nabbed an Oscar for the latter, thanks to the movie Smash hit song, Shallow. Uh, despite all this success, Gaga recently revealed that she fell on some hard times financially, even after finding success in the industry. She revealed to the Financial Times that following the Monster Ball, the tour which accompanied 2009's The Fame Monster, she was bankrupt. I actually went bankrupt after the first extension of the Monster Ball, she said via L A D. Bible and it was funny because I didn't know. The tour grows an estimated two 2- million with 2.5 million attendees but still left her in trouble she continued I remember I called everybody and said why is everyone saying I have no money this is ridiculous I have five number one singles and they said well you're 3 million in debt 3 million dollars in debt despite this heavy burden the debt carries Gaga revealed that she isn't fussed about her financials as it is her love for her music that drives her Uh, the beauty for me about being an artist is that the dream will never die because I'm not obsessed with material things and don't care about the money and don't care about the attention of the public, but only the love of my fans. Like, okay, we know you want attention, okay? Okay? When she released that album, I remember she did a pop-up, like, uh dive bar show or like a surprise diver show and like everyone remember in Nashville I had to I wasn't available that night so I was kind of upset but I was also kind of trying to figure out where it was and shit like that you know that was really cool but so you know she does the shit for attention and it's okay uh it's okay uh J- not Joanna her uh, Stefani you know you can do that and Lady Gaga's is just so fucking fake too dude uh Bad Romance is still a fucking banger though the was it I actually like the monster, like, the second one. Fame Monster, that's the one she wanted. Uh, that one, that fucking thing. I'll never love again. Oh, boy, you left me speechless. You left me speechless. She has some good songs, though, I'm Like, but she is really fake. Uh, she's, very, she's almost female Garth. Uh, I think Garth is, like, toning back is, like, uh, humbleness, you know? He's like, you fucking, yeah, fucking shit on my plane. You're going to clean up for free. (laughs) Free. That's G. Well, I'm going to talk about him in a bit, so Uh, I'm not too worried about him. Uh, Yeah, but I also, I think what this article left out is, I believe she had a 360 deal uh, on, you know, on a, on herself. Uh, let me look up what a 360 deal, because I remember we talked about it in uh, my music business class, the one they do every other year for only one semester. I'm like, God, it's like a, such, a, it's such a fucking uh, important class, and usually like, it's not important to us. We want to talk about uh, putting contact mics on a mayonnaise and fucking uh, do that shit. Music deal. There we go. Uh, so she has a, so she, I think initially, I don't know if she still does. That'd be horrible, dude. It, it's just a bad thing. Uh, so here's what it, uh, here's what it says. So what is a 360 record deal? In short, a 360 contract is an agreement between an artist and a record label that covers not only the traditional rights involved with sound recordings, but also includes publishing, merchandise, touring, and other ancillary income an artist earns in the entertainment industry. Uh, meaning... So basically what a record deal usually entails, uh, a, a standard one, would be like, here's $10 million, uh, go make an album. But however, the $10 million is a loan, just but, it, but they make it sound, a $10 million record deal, but, uh, but it's just like a loan. And you're expected, uh, with sales of your music, which is, you know, music sales now, uh, it's extremely hard, but, uh, with music sales to earn that money back. And then basically you pay off that loan and then you get to keep whatever you make after that, you know, but we already, you know, we already made the music for you. And then there's also other things for publishing rights, uh, which a lot of times artists keep their own publishing rights or they have their own company or in that company's owned by this, but they keep a majority of that, but they take care. It's, it's super complicated. Like there's, so you know, there's millions of record labels, but if you want to talk about the ones that you know have mild success, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They they're basically a branch of another like record label, which is a branch of another thing, and that all goes back to like Sony Universal, Sony Universal or uh, Big Machine Records. That's the one Taylor is uh, Taylor got screwed by with her at least with her uh, recording rights. You know, that's why she's re-recording everything. Uh, But no, that's what, uh, the real life Lady Gaga had. So basically all her merch went back to the record label, all her, uh, like the touring tickets, like even that, that's probably why. And I wish they would have actually included that because that's a very good music lesson that, uh, the reason why she was broke is because of her three hundred and sixty deal and where her touring should have made her, uh, because basically, and this was a time when iTunes sales were still a thing and, uh, Basically, people would buy songs on iTunes and, like, you have five number, like, five number one singles. Yeah, you shouldn't make that money back, but with the deal she signed with the record label, the 360 deal, it was fucking rough. And, uh, yeah, and you know what, Lady Gaga? Uh, I think you're a phony now. I know you've, you've, she is fine now, but I, I don't know. But this article came out last week, so that's why we're talking about it. But uh, Lady Gaga, we're going to give you this. That's rough, buddy. You got the rough, buddy. Oh, here we go. Time for another one of our favorite segments. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, the, the time we see what the fuck Garth Brooks is doing. Uh, Garth Brooks uh, once showered with Steven Tyler. It's from Ultimate Classic Rock. Uh, Garth Brooks recently revealed that he once shared a shower with Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler. Speaking on The Kelly Clarkson Show, the country singer-songwriter recalled the time he and Tyler both played the very last concert at Shea Stadium in New York City in 2008, spearheaded by Billy Joel. Other guests included John Mayer, Roger Daltrey, John Mellencamp, and Paul McCartney. Uh, we were playing the last play Shea Billy at Shea Billy Joel. They're getting ready to tear down Shea Stadium in New York. Rooks explained, and I go out there, and I'm late anyway. And they just have the baseball showers. I'm in there showering, getting ready for the show, and I had soap in my eyes. Look around, and there's Steven Tyler. He continued, he's showering too. Hey, how you doing? And so, it was just, how many people could say that? Oh, then Kelly Clarkson. Who knows? It's rock and roll. You might not be be so special Garth. Uh, Brooks has frequently covered Aerosmith's Fever at his concerts along with a variety of other rock covers like Joel's Shameless, uh, Bob Dylan's Make You Feel My Love and Don McLean's American Pie. He also covered Leonard Skinner, Bob Seger, Simon and Garfunkel and more on his 2013 box set Blame It All On My Roots. Also in 2013, Brooks teamed up with Don Henley and Rufus Wainwright to perform a tribute to Joel as he received the Kennedy Center honor. Uh, Two years later, Henley included a cover of Brooks' It Don't Matter to the Sun as a bonus track on his cast country LP, and with guest vocals from Stevie Nicks, or everyone's favorite witch. So, that's a cool story. Um, it's just, uh, you know, you know, the, what happened in the locker room wasn't necessarily gay or nothing gay actually happened, you know. But, I don't know, you... I don't show up to, like... You know, my little cousin's playing something. I don't show up to the gym and just be like, you know, it's the third quarter, I'm I'm just gonna go into the locker rooms and take a shower. Like, you're not on the team. Like, you may know people, but, like, at this point, like, that's not where I want to shower. Like, I'm not gonna go... Go to a locker room to shower. You know that's that's fucking nonsense. When you know I'm I'm an attendee or whatever, uh, or Shea, Pilly, Joel are getting ready to say. Oh, I go out there and I'm a late. Any- oh, and they just have the baseball shit. I don't even get the like the buildup of the story. There's a lie there. There's a lie. Like I mean, most of Garth thinks Garth, where are the, the bodies? Like I've I've never killed anyone. <laughs> uh, you know he's just uh, giggling all the way I like that uh, but uh yeah that that is a the co- interesting story, but the lead up to it garth, we got to talk about that the lead up to that story a lot of questions, but, uh, you know you know when someone tells you a story, it's like either you just take it, and, like, there's probably some lies in here, but it's a good story, and I'm pretty sure it's, like, at least 75% accurate, at least the outcome they're telling me the truth is, you know? If you can get, like, 75% the truth out of anyone, you know, that's right. Uh, Like, the Bible is written by people. 75% true. Uh, (laughs) Could we say that the Bible is just 75% true? Some of them were just, like, letters to people. Some of them were, like, I had divine visions. You know, shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, the... If you watched uh, the Road I'm On, the, the Garth Brooks documentary, brought to you by Netflix, produced by A&E, I feel like they should get the shout out there. A&E, they're the ones who originally had that shit. I remember fucking driving uh, off Broadway in Nashville. It was not not Broadway, it was what Broadway turns into. I can't remember the street. Uh, and, uh, you know, just seeing the fucking, the electronic billboard for that shit. It was in Midtown, Nashville. That's also where it was, because you're all wondering. Uh, yeah, I saw that and then I saw it on Netflix. I'm like, it took me a couple days to get through that shit the first time. After that, I think if you're with someone and you're drinking or smoking or whatever, that's the best shit, you know. It's just like, like five minutes in the documentary, he's like, he goes to like this fucking gazebo with a fire pit near it. Uh, looks like it could have been like, at one point it was a park and then no one took care of it. <laughs> and then it was like, this was, not, this was like on my property up in uh, Goodlettsville. Uh, and he's, he's just like, it's places where a lot of questions come to get answered. <laughs> it's just like, fucking what? <laughs> you're, you're just like, all right, Garth, we need to know uh, uh, your, your event tonight. Uh, you know, backstage, if you'd like uh, steak or chicken, you're like, no, I, I can't answer her here. Yes, I have to go back to my gazebo, and you know, when I come back in my camo, and I'm a just normal guy, I'll just, uh, I'll just, I'll just tell, answer it there, you know. It's like, where I kill the bodies? Well, over there, I killed this one chick. Uh, she said she was my biggest fan, but then she kind of screamed when I strangled her. <laughs> and uh, so I point out where all the bodies are. Yeah, it's where a lot of questions come to get answered. It's where a lot of bodies come to get buried, folks. Anyways, though, uh, fucking Garth. Do you think something gay happened? That's a good question. Do you think something gay happened? That is for you to decide. You decide, did something gay happen with Garth and Steven Tyler? Yeah, okay. Alright, our, our last article from our, the wonderful people over at TMZ. Cool. The cool people. And I really like that. Um, Weezer performs acoustic concert for striking writers outside Paramount. Lead singer Rivers Cuomo has was flanked by guitarist Brian Bell and Sky Shriner outside the major movie studio Wednesday, playing an acoustic concert for the writer, who are continuing their strike. Uh, the Writers Guild of America members surrounded the band as they performed from just outside the studio entrance with Weezer, playing some of their biggest hits, including Beverly Hills and Buddy Holly. Weezer joint imagine dragons, imagine dragon D's nuts across your face. I saw Imagine Dragons in in the script before. And I'm like, we're going to do this article because of that. As the bands played for The Striking Writers last week, Dan Reynolds and guitarist Wayne Sermon put on a show outside Netflix HQ. We've also seen Pete Davidson and TV's late-night talk show hosts supporting the WGA, bringing pizza and food to the writers, and there's also been a live mariachi band at the picket lines. you got to imagine more bands will follow suit, and it will be interesting to see who grabs the mic next. What was I, uh, watching, uh, I watched something the other day, uh, oh no, I w- it was, uh, in the movie Fist Fight, where, like, it was the last day of school, and uh, this school, like, the kids are just fucking awful, and they had to decide like someone hired a mariachi band to follow the principal around all day. So and he, like, he'd like you go into his office and be fine, but then like he leaves his office. <laughs> it probably wasn't that song. It was probably something a little less rest- less uh kinda racist. Uh uh I gotta take it. Oh, brother, this guy stinks But uh yeah, it reminded me of that from Fist Fight. And I think another reason why, you know, the Mariachi band was also in this too, but like the reason I did think about this article is that uh if I was a writer and then a Weezer concert just showed up, you know, like just think about bands that like you don't hate, but like you would never pay to go. Like, imagine Dragons would be that for me. Like, imagine you come home, like I said, you come home from a long day and it was a rough day at work. You know, you've just had loads of some bad, and also you're just not in a good mood, you know. Imagine Dragons is set up in your living room right to put on concert. Fucking they may even let you hit the fucking big ass bass drum for radioactive. Like that that important. However, the last thing you want right now is an Imagine Dragons concert at your home. And uh, this is essentially what Weezer did. He's like, "I I'm under the conspiracy theory" That the reason why Weezer uh, performed, like, an acoustic concert for the WGA strike, you know, outside of Paramount, the reason why Weezer was there is they were hired by, like, Paramount to annoy the protesters. Come at me if I'm wrong, but that sounds true to me, and since that sounds true to me, I hope it sounds true to you, too. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active life. for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter not harder by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember when you use our links you directly support this show. When you're at the beach you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pp from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor privacy comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You bet I'm coming up in me. We only got so many of those left, folks. Uh, welcome uh, here. Uh, what was it? Okay, let's get started. So, HIPAA, so you know HIPAA... Uh, If you've worked in any medical field. That was enacted in 1996. What is it? Here's what I copied from online. The Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996, HIPAA, is a federal law that requires the creation of national standards to protect sensitive patient health information from being disclosed without a patient's consent or knowledge. But these show... uh, Knowledge, okay. And, uh, yeah, basically that's it. And it's a good thing because I think this was during the AIDS epidemic and, like, people with AIDS were getting hired for jobs and shit, you know? Which, uh, yeah, that's yeah. <coughs> AIDS isn't cool. But, uh, anyways, though, I wanted to talk about what we would call uh, medical shows. Medical shows, people, it's like going to your doctor, but we're filming it like a reality show. <coughs> now, I've talked about Dr. Pimple Popper. The GOAT. Dr. Pimple Popper. The, be- the best of every medical show, like Dr. Pumper Popper, 100%. Uh, I don't care. Do you count my... Si- if you count my 600-pound life, but they do, it's a little medical. So, these are like full-blown medical shows. I wanted to talk about today, specifically medical shows on TLC, making doctor's visits or surgeries content. And uh, I think the reality and the problem with it is, is that I love it most of the time. Uh... I'm going to talk about, I think I got four shows today, Mm, two, three, four, yeah, I got four shows today I want to talk about, uh, the one show that, that could have made it but I couldn't get through, a show called Stuck, where people have things stuck in their bodies and, uh, it's a surgeon's job to remove it, and, uh. Yeah. You know how, like, people get stabbed in movies and it doesn't really feel good to you and your body? You know, like, Ugh. And I'm not even, like, a queasy person. Like, that's the thing, though. I've, I've watched multiple of these shows, and I can get grossed out. Uh, some of that looks traumatizing, uh, what they're doing, but uh, for the most part, yeah, it doesn't get me the two of it. So let's get into the shows. That I've been talking about. This shows, medical shows that I've been watching that I can't dedicate a whole segment to. They get, all get little parts of one big segment. Uh, first one I want to talk about is Tobro. Yes, I know it's on a and I'm sorry. Uh, they're not all TLC shows. Everything else, I believe, is on TLC. But they're all on Discovery+. Plus. And we all know Discovery+. Plus Is if you like people getting murdered <clears throat> and trash people living their lives. And... Uh, and then some learning stuff sometimes. These shows, you actually do learn a lot from these shows. Uh, I think this is the last, the medical shows on TLC or any network is the last of, like, for the learning channel, it's the last of content you learn from. Like, ninety Day, you don't learn anything from 90 Day Fiance. You learn, them like, ah, Moroccans are awful. I don't know. That was just a joke. I, I have nothing against Moroccan people. But I do like Pokimane. I believe she's mocking. I hope. And I'm not going to look it up. So the first one to talk about Tobro, yes, it was on Annie. So it's not all. So reading the bio, with feet firmly planted online, Jonathan Tomines. uh, Wow. Like, that's his last name. Like, you have to be a podiatrist. (laughs) Like, his dad was a podiatrist. true. A YouTube sensation by performing oddly satisfying and cringeworthy procedures, earning the catchy nickname, The Tobro. The registered uh, chiropodist, or I think chiropodist, I guess that's who you go to for ingrown nails, out by patients via social media from far and wide, trained in his father's practice before making over full time in 2012. He treats a range of shocking feet problems from runaway fungus to ingrown toenails from odd prostitutes protrusions to warts, pincer nails, and strange embedded objects, and has helped more than 5,000 patients' hour-long episodes follow four visitors to Jonathan's practice, hoping he can fix their hidden painful secrets. So, yeah. Uh, And uh, people are like, "Sweezy, do you have a foot fetish? No. And watching shows like this is the reason why I'm like, so much goddamn fungus. And at, at some point in your life, okay, you just get so old, that you just have toe fungus. And, like, it's like, yeah, it just happens. Like, there's no, I mean, you could try and treat it, but a lot of it's not going away, you know? And it's just fine. Because not everyone, not everyone needs toe- sucking toes, you know? Like, no one, n- some guys, my friend TJ, I think his partner, we're going to call it his partner, uh has to keep their partner's the, their partner has to keep their toes uh, toes pretty clean because her, her partner... Okay, I've messed up. Her partner, uh, TJ, TJ Marv of Ghost Town Remedy. Go check them out. They're on tour right now. <coughs> um, he has a foot fetish, and so <coughs> she has to keep up with that. And, uh, yeah, so the thing I love about the show is I... My two favorite things, like, of the gross stuff to watch. I love pimple popping, especially blackhead popping, like nose blackheads or uh, dilated pores and stuff like that. Oh, that's the best. And I love ingrown toenail removal. So, like, what they'll do is... Everyone does it different. Uh The chiropodist... Chiropodist? I'm going to say chiropodist. That sounds easiest. Uh, like, some of them film it. That's what, like... The toe bro does He does it like where it looks like uh, the person's foot won't have to be removed after after this surgery. And there's some they just like these Mexican guys. I follow a couple of those guys. They just like fucking they're trimmed down. They look at like clean, painless. They're like a fucking factory going on of that shit. Uh, so don't don't diss out Mexicans. There could be a they could easily make like a Spanish version of this show. And uh maybe and even that page is helping me learn Spanish too a little bit. Uh, but no, he removes a lot of ingrown toenails, and by golly, are those satisfying. I've had ingrown fingernails, and I love, I think I've had, like, my toenails could be a little ingrown, I try, I maintain it, you know, keep it, try to keep it maintained. I have one nail that's curving, one toenail that's curving weird. Uh, I have a lot of problems, I need to go to this guy, and uh, basically, uh, he'll remove that, and oh man, you people go in, and if you've never had an ingrown toenail, it's like, stabbing inside of the your feet. So it's just like even the slightest pressure on like the finger or the toe is just awful. Like guys like on the show they're like, Yeah, I had my own business, but with these ingrown toenails I kinda had to stop doing that because I can't like move as I want to. I'm like, it's that bad like how bad ingrown nails are. Which makes me even think like why like a lot of people even have to get like the full nail removed too. And to be honest with you, I'm like at some point I'm like, do I even need my toenails? Anymore, like I wear socks uh, like a majority of the time, and I'm like a i am like I sleep with socks on. I know some people think I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. I know. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So like that. That's usually what's good. It's mostly ingrown toenails or foot fungus and stuff like that. It's usually like removing it from like the little skin, and it's like ah, super satisfying. I'm I'm kind of upset this show. Only lasted one season, uh, yeah. I think I, I, I get why because the production of the show is bad. But I love fucking watching those ingrowns get out, like high quality, like getting out of there. Oh man, dude, it's like it's like immediate relief. It's like pressure, pressure, sharp pressure in your nail bed, and then removed, and it's like it's just then it's like, it's like oh, that so feels good. So, anyways. That's the best way to describe the trobro. Like, and you'll remove, uh, <clears throat> corns on people's feet too. I was like, that's gotta fucking hurt too. It's like stepping, it's like every time you're walking around, there's a little rock in your shoe. Like, you're always stepping on it all the time. You can't, you have to like really dig in, scrape it out to get rid of it. Uh, so that's cool. It's cool to watch little surgeries. If you're into, if you're into watching feet, sir, so if you wanna watch some, uh, light feet surgery now this this show is the light show and i think the reason why this show got canceled is because of another show the next show that we are talking about uh my feet are killing me which is also so i need to learn the difference between chiropodist and podiatrists i guess you know uh my feet are killing me let me read that Well, the bio. While many may find feet to be an unusual topic for a television series, Dr. Pimple Popper has proven that there is a demographic for just about anything. My Feet Are Killing Me follows Dr. Brad Schaefer... Ebony Vincent and Sarah Haller, podiatrists who radically transfer the feet and lives of every of their patients. While viewers may be shocked by the subject matter, each episode open, open with a warning, with some scenes may be graphic doctors. Brad and Sarah are based in New Jersey, uh, where they help the feet of the East, whereas Dr. Ebony's practice, uh, her passion for the paws in Southern California. So, yeah. And this show, this so they also go around to talk about feet. So there's like two different type of feet doctors now. You have two. I guess you have two feet. Two different types of feet doctor. You know, it's rule the rule of two. You know, uh, this is the type of guy you get. It's, it's, now I'm the fucking idiot. You know, I was like, what? why? Does, why why there be a chiropodist and like a podiatrist? Like there's <laughs> two because we have two feet. That's why. <that's why> you fucking idiots. Um, and, uh, yeah, so my feet are, uh, my feet are killing me, uh, this is the radical surgery, and, like, I'm, like, watching it, hoping it has a satisfying thing, you know, coming in there, you know, it's, like, cleaning up or something like that, nope, it's almost exclusively, uh, amputations, and, uh, bunion surgery, now, what is a bunion, you may be asking, well, a bunion is when there's, like, the little ball where your big toe is kind of, you know, it kind of protrudes, you know, like, on your right foot to the left and on your left foot to the right, you know, way too much. You know, you've probably seen people with, like, gross-ass feet like that. So they fix it. Apparently it's a bad thing. Uh, And, yeah, I guess they wouldn't go to the doctor unless, like, they were having, like, walking problems and shit, shit like that. You know, it's like it's always like fucking bone surgery. Like, all right, now we gotta fucking put this goddamn fucking screw in there. And uh, also, let's talk about Doctor Brad for a second. Here, we gotta talk about Doctor Brad. Uh, he he is like the guy. Like, he, say you have a daughter. You know, remember like those white people who like do like fall photo shoots every. Think of those families. That's the guy you want your daughter marrying. Is like. Oh, I, th- I heard Brad's in town, you know. so am your daughter's name is uh, Sarah. I don't know. Sarah's a fun name. Uh, I was like, Sarah, Dr. Brad Schaefer's in town for Christmas. You should go talk to him. You know, he's a podiatrist. Like, he is everything you want in that. Dr. Ebony is cool. She's just, like, a normal person. <laughs> and then Dr. – she's very – she's – all right. I'd fuck Dr. Ebony, okay? You know what? You know what? I <laughs> haven't Okay, just we're just getting everything out there. We're not going we're going to make sure everyone knows my views on everyone. I'm just saying in I'm just saying in white people standards, Dr. Brad is like is like please marry my daughter. Please, just I'll give you 3. I'll give you 3 goats if you marry my daughter. All right. All right, honey. That's how that's how business is done. But uh, yeah. Uh very I I would say if you get queasy, this is not the show. Because these are fucking brutal foot surgeries. Look like fucking using. Sounds like they're using like power tools on people's feet. Like they're like shaving bone. <laughs> it's just yeah. Uh, that's the stuff. So, anyways, though that that's my feet are killing me. Uh, great show, great show. If you really like if you really like feet, that's the show you get into. Another one, third one we have bad hair day. Uh... Patients with extreme hair-related medical issues seeking out Dr. Angie Phipps, Dr. Mina Singh, and Dr. Isha Lopez for life-changing procedures and treatments from hair restoration to hair removal and every extreme in between. These doctors do it all. So, this show did not... This show lasted six episodes, too. I, I binged that. I've been, mean, you know, smoking some good stuff and then uh, putting on... Playing some Breath of the Wild with this on in the background. Like, I... I am addicted to that game. That game is crack. That game is crack. I'm just that game is like oh, that game is crack, dude. Like I said, you told you last week, first five minutes playing that game, and I'm like, it's like that first time you ever got drunk and you had a good night, you know, and you woke up the next morning no hangover. It's like I can do. Oh, that's that's that feeling. Like oh. I can feel that good with no consequences. Sign me up.
1: <clears throat> so then we,
0: yes, bad hair day. Uh, first of all, all these doctors have uh, very striking hairs. And that's look up a picture yourself. I'll show a picture. There's probably a picture probably here. Bad hair day. Uh, yeah, Angie Phipps is my favorite because she's from South Carolina, and she has a southern accent, but she helps a lot of trans patients. And they made an effort to show that. She's like, I ain't no fucking hillbilly. I just talk like I'm just I just talk like it. Uh, And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, you, if you want to be, like, a hair doctor, might I suggest to you uh, make sure that you're okay with trans people and don't hate them and shit. Because if you go into hair, you meet a lot of trans women. Always trans women, the... The, the trans men, they don't seem to have hair problems. I wonder where that is. They, they don't seem to lose their hair. <laughs> Actually, they, I think some do, because like, the reason why you lose your hair is like testosterone, which makes me worried that I have low testosterone, because I have so much fucking hair. Then I also have to question, if I do have low testosterone, should I take testosterone injections? Because I don't want to lose my hair. Like, that's the thing. You're like, you're going to be, you're not going to want to fucking murder a deer. I'm like, okay, I can, I can, live, I'll just live with that, you know, and have a full head of hair. So that's cool. Uh, but yeah, there's people. So if you hate trans people, yeah, you're going to have a lot of trans patients. So you got to get over that shit and be like, they're just like us. <laughs> just the private parts are mixed up. Just some of the, just some of the weird stuffs mixed up. And so they help. I think Dr. Mina Singh, she's from Kansas City, Kansas. So rock chalk there. Uh, but Angie Phipps, uh, is great. So, yeah, you get a lot of that. A lot of people going bald, or Propecia is a big thing. Uh, black people, apparently, there's a hair problem there, which, uh, yeah. Alopecia is the big one, uh, they help with, because, like, you just, like, lose hair in random spots in your head. Some people had, like, weird OCD, and, like, they pulled out their eyebrows and shit like that. So, yeah, like, the hair transplants are cool. And I always say, look, if you're going bald, and, like, it's too late to be, like, to for, like, Rogan or whatever you think, like, just get a hair transplant. Like, get the hair transplant, because you're either going to get made fun of for getting the hair transplant, or get made fun of for being bald. And honestly, uh, only guys are going to make fun of you for the hair transplant. Women are going to be fine. You're going to be like, well, you have a great hair of hair. And you know what? You got what you're paying. Because women are always, like, fucking... Women do more shit to their bodies than men do. Uh, so, like, like, you getting, like, Surgery for hair. Like a woman's gonna be fine about that, you know. Some women are okay with bald guys, which I can I can see, but like it, if you have hair you're just better than bald people, you know? You know, you can lose hair and like but having hair is better than not having hair, you know? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's Bad Hair Day. The last show I want to talk about is Awake Surgeries. Dr. Gruber performs cosmetic surgery on patients while they're completely awake. She's developed her own techniques for numbing, calming, and treating patients in order to perform their life-changing surgeries without them feeling a thing. This show is fucking crazy. Also, I didn't know that a lot of people have a fear with anesthesia, because you know why? Uh, Anesthesia, we don't know why it works, but it does. And with a gas like that, you know and so it got me thinking do I want to be on anesthesia because i think if you do anesthesia like it takes recovery times a lot longer cuz you're like Urgh. you go from the best sleep of your life to waking up there's consequences to your actions so that's what that's what life is all about that's the meaning of that uh but no as is just this is like all this is straight plastic surgery and so but this doctor developed a form where she can keep people awake and not put them under anesthesia while she does the surgeries. And it's like, you have to, she has like two doctors just like tapping them and, <laughs> and it's like liposuction and shit. It's, it's fucking, it's, you know, it's fucking wild. Uh, but do I want, but you know, awake during surgery, like, you know, if ingrown like nail removal, you know, or a, like a, any like, you know, like a cyst or whatever on my body. I'm not worried about getting numbed up because it's local. So they just like numb you and then cut it out and then, so you back up, but, uh, like this, this is fucking crazy, but they say recovery time is a lot quicker, so I don't know, there is something to it, but it is fucking wild to watch, I'm telling you, it is, fuck, it is a wild experience, so, uh, yeah, those are, uh, four medical shows, uh, thank you, TLC, for always keeping me enter- entertained, a little grossed out, and interested, so thank you. Okay, so I think it's time for a couple, read some tweets uh, that BuzzFeed also compiled for us. So, well, let's do this. Uh, Let me snap my fingers so I can move into the screen. Do-do-do-do-do-do. All right, now cool. Now I'm in the screen. Gen Xers and millennials bond over feeling old on Twitter. So we're bonding now uh, because, yeah, the millennials, and I'm on the tail end of millennials, and I'm almost 30. So, like, my gen, look, we're old now, you know. Remember when COVID started and then like all the Gen Gen Z kids, like were some of them were partying still because they got school off and the boomers tried to blame the millennials. They're like, look, we're working. We're not in college anymore. <laughs> that shit. So anyways though, let's let's make me feel old and uh go through this BuzzFeed article. So alright. Uh cracks back as millennial inching further up in age. I have had more than one time when my Gen Z sister made me feel old. She doesn't remember picking movies out from Blockbuster. She's fascinated by vinyl, and she just called yesterday to ask what a 401k is. Am I officially an elder? Help. Okay. So, let me skip that. First tweet we got. I am in Target. I am trying to buy a photo album. I asked where they might be. Worker did not know what a photo album was. I said it was a place to keep pictures. He sent me to the tech aisle. (laughs) He assumed I wanted memory to store more pictures on my phone. I am one billion years old. God damn, they don't sell photo albums? I feel like that I didn't think those were outdated yet. I didn't think photo albums were outdated. I know everyone has photos, but like, sometimes you want to print photos too, right? Like, that's that's why it's just you go to Walmart and just like go to the kiosk and have it printed out and then you're, you know, then you're good to go or whatever. So yeah, I just like they still, f- f- yeah. Um. anyways oh so yeah, that's that's a bummer. Okay. All right, next one. My daughter just asked why we say hang up the phone, and now I feel 90s. Yeah, that makes me feel old. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm from the landline. Landline days. Dude, those were fucking wild days, dude. Like, you're trying to have a conversation with someone, and then, like, someone in your house is, like, spying on you, you know? That's why I got so excited for cell phones. But then you had, like, don't waste all your minutes, and then, like, free call after call after 9 or whatever, and free on the weekends or whatever. Unless it was, like, on the phone's network, and then that was free. So wild times the phone was. But, yeah, dude, I remember getting, my like, a cell phone, you know? I'm, like good I'm like I can talk to friends easier now without other people on flip phones it was, flip phones were a time to be alive that was a time to be alive all right in the I'm getting old department I, a kid saw this and said oh you 3d printed the safe icon yeah but I feel like floppy disks went out pretty fast for to cds you know like, they got rid of floppy disks pretty quick. I think the last thing keeping, like, floppy disks or, like, alive were those cameras where you had to put the floppy disk in, you know? That, but, I mean, it was easy transfer to your computer. It was, like, easy for the boomers to figure that shit out, you know? I am trying to find, see if my mom still has, like, old cameras lying around or whatever so I can take. So, I kind of want to, like, go on adventures and take, like, cool photos on that, you know? And, but, like, the quality's not as good, but it's, like, a cool memory timekeep. That's besides the point. Let's move on. Uh, Hello! All of the actors from Friends are now older than the youngest golden girl was in the show's first season. Have a nice day. That That's not cool. You know, my mom was watching Friends, and, you know, I saw it. And, you know, there is a weird thing, like, when you're trying to, like, so I'm watching, you know, you watch Friends, and, like, if you watch the beginning of Friends, you're like, they're in their mid-20s, and I'm like, they look like they're in their 30s, you know? It's like, when you watch older shows, the characters always look way older than they actually are in the show. Like, Norm and Cheers is supposed to be 30, which, like, I don't think me and Norm look like we're the same age, and, uh, that's a fact, so, you yeah, know, that's, that's a, that's a blow. Y'all visited my mom today. My niece asked what this was. I feel old now. Yeah, I don't know if I feel... I don't know. I, yeah, I guess it makes you, does make you feel old when kids like don't know like random things from when you were a kid. You know? It does, you know, it's just... Time progresses, but the fact that some things remain are quite interesting. Like, even then, like... I even think... My parents didn't, like... Give up their landline until like a couple year like a couple years ago. And like it was always just spam calls. But my mom wanted it for school and then she's like, you know, I'll just have my cell phone for school. <laughs> like, yeah, just do be normal. You know you can ignore a call if you need to. Like that's the nice thing about phones. You don't have to answer those calls. Very cool. I'm this old. If you know, then you know. Ah, the good old projection projection slides. Take notes used to, before PowerPoints. That's like how you took notes. Like teachers had to make it and print it out on special paper, and then bring it in, and then they could write in answers too on it. I remember when that's when like like churches really got to projectors really quickly. Like churches, like we wouldn't like everyone wouldn't be able to just buy a cheap projector today. It wasn't for that. So we got to thank the we got to thank God for projectors, projectors in your home. Uh, but yeah, that, and like, I remember you had to put like, uh, I remember, a ch- you know, working at church, they always had like younger kids work it, so that's what, you, know, that, you gotta get your feet, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere at the church, fellas, and my, my start was that, so you had to, in, in between songs, you gotta gut up and uh, switch it to the next one, someone usually put it in order for you, and uh, yeah, you had and sometimes there were two page songs, and so you had to switch it mid-song, you had to be good at that. It'd be good. Great. You do mess up. You do mess up of it. But it was a life-changing gig. uh, These little projectors were uh, at church. Like you, you know, if you didn't go to church when those were everywhere, those little those projectors, I'm telling you, you probably weren't traumatized by Christianity. You got like the two-year traumatization. Like if you remember those, like you go back. You go back to God. You and you and God go way back. And that's, that's, uh, that's pretty, you know, that's the way it is. Uh, kids today find out schools canceled via text. Me had to wake up at 5 a.m. watch the bottom of the TV screen like the NFL draft. Oh, man. I remember one time I got, uh, you know, I got up, took a shower, got, you know, got ready for school. And once I was finished getting ready, I got told, uh, oh, school's canceled today. It's a snow day. I remember that that fucking sucked dick. I'm telling you, that sucked. And then I guess I just went back to bed, maybe. I don't know, maybe I was just up on the computer. Hop on MSN Messenger, you know. You know what it is, you know. Talk to friends and people like that. Uh, my son just asked me, what is, what, what this is? He's 11 years old. Have times changed that much? I, schools really don't have the hand crank pencil sharpeners anymore? They just all just do electric. I'm like They both annoy the class, but yeah, okay. Because like, like, I think pencils, like, sharp pencils you have to sharpen, they're going to stay around forever. I remember when I like converted to a, to a mechanical pencil guy, I was, that was a, you know, I was like, I think that's like, that was being like an Apple fanboy before being an Apple fanboy is the uh, mechanical pencils. I think that's, that's 100% true. Uh, number nine, uh, we memorized phone numbers. We memorized driving directions. No one knew what we looked like. Uh, no one could reach us. We were gods. Yeah. I just think of like all the, all the things that like you did and you just came home and it was like, yeah, it was like, I told my mom, I was like, Hey mom, I'm going to go out and hang out with friends. Like, okay, I'll be back, you know, you know, or they'll tell me what time to be back or whatever. And, uh, you know, like that, and remember, I was like, my mom doesn't know where I am, and uh, I'm out there, uh, getting into crazy shit with people. You know, walking around in sewers. I sound like trash right now. I lived in a small town, okay. Uh, we did explore the sewers a little bit. Uh, those are always fun. Uh, you know, we always had to memorize someone's phone. I remember just having, just had a, we had a list on the fridge, and like we put all our friends' phone numbers on there too, so we, that way we can get to them and stuff like that. Uh, I wonder how many kids, like how many phone numbers they actually memorize. Because I think I still have my mom's number memorized, and I think that's it. I had my dad's, but he doesn't. My dad doesn't have a phone anymore. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, that's probably the only... I think. I think the the real reason is because most people like change numbers all the time. I think the the number that. Number I would say, I I remember like my house phone, uh, you know, and I think I remember all my house phones, Missouri and Kansas. So I have two house phones, you know, I remember the house phone number. So, and you remember, Oh, I guess everyone remembers their own phone number. Okay. So onward and forward. I'm nothing like my parents. I say to myself as I stuff a plastic bag inside another plastic bag. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it is pretty bad. Like sometimes you just see yourself, you just do something. You're like, I'm becoming one of my parents. <laughs> I'm becoming my parents, you know? And it's scary because sometimes our parents suck. And uh, that's the way it is. iPods. Dude, I fucking love iPods, dude. Oh, take me back to simpler. T- you know, you had your flip phone and your iPod and your digital camera. Like, just, you know simpler living and it's like i want you know even if like i'll go back to a flip phone and an ipod i'm like yeah i can get by but then like there's so many other things i'm using my phone for that isn't just like for making calls and texting people in music you know so oh man ipods are the best and i, I think ipods are still great for kids you know if they just like music or whatever uh me. When I was your age, a paperclip named Clippy would help me write letters to my friends, kid. Sure, Grandpa, let's get you to bed. I think Clippy went away faster than I remember. Like, I remember he was there, and then it was very quickly in my life he was gone. And, like, I couldn't find him again, but Clippy was a fucking vibe. I loved Clippy, and I was upset I couldn't figure out how to get him back on my computer. So, uh, yeah. I regret to inform you that my brain will think it's the year 2000 till the day I die. When is 30 years ago? 1970. How long ago were the 90s? 10 years ago. Thank you for understanding in this matter. Yeah. I think, well, now I'm just so... I think, because I feel like when everything started, like the nostalgia for like the two thousand started in like 2010 and stuff like that, and when it's like two thousand. 2013, and you're like, oh, today is when, it's the 20th anniversary when Doug aired. I'm like, huh, my life's getting old, and so now everything's like, now it's 10 years after that, you know, and like, now we're ancient, and, uh, oh, oh, yeah, and so I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like, 2008, 2009, that's where my mind is always gonna be. You're like, oh, the 90s weren't 10 years ago, but then I think about like how the two thousand oh like the two thousand for ten years ago. I'm like oh that was twenty years ago, and like you know like go to school talk to kids about guitar and it's like I started guitar until, like two thousand six and everyone was like yeah this year I was born I'm like holy shit I'm like well, thank you for understanding me CD players yeah you don't know the discman is that old are we really that old. I remember, like, it's 6th grade, before I got, like, MP3 players and eventually to the iPod, uh, and I'd have, like, CD... I always had the CD player, and I always had, like, my booklet in my backpack, too. Crazy times. Uh, I think this is the last one. If you want to know why Gen Xers are always mad, it's because we had to replace our record collections with tape collections... Uh, that was then replaced with the CD collection. That was replaced with MP3s. And damn it, how many times must I pay to listen to Crunch? It's like, after the MP3s, you know, after... Well, no, it would take to the CDs because you can just burn the CDs to your computer. That's what we did back then. You know, the CDs were like, how do you listen to that on your phone? Just, yeah. I'm surprised CDs really are... I think CDs will stay a little constant. You know, because it is, like, a decent form of, like, media to use, and cars still have CD players, surprisingly. So, uh, yeah, but, like, you would have... After you replaced your tapes with CDs, then you'd be good from there because you just put it in your computer. You wouldn't fucking buy it digitally. Don't be a fucking idiot. If you have the CD, you don't fucking buy it digitally. You can buy a little CD player cheaper than that, you know. But anyways, that's the end of that. What is... uh? What are your thoughts? What makes you feel old, millennials? Millennials listening to Cancel Sweezy. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things so using our link in the description today you can save five dollars off your first purchase through drizzly drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the u.s. and of legal drinking age in Canada retailers on drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode honey searches the entire internet for promo code coupon codes free shipping and anything else that will save you money when buying things online it's 100 free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many many micro it's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money not using honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things i recently had to get business cards uh for myself and honey literally saved me 60 percent on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards it was amazing Add the honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you, support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It is time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the episode where uh, you send your questions to me and I answer the questions. So it doesn't matter who or where you are or what you've been, but you can always be a better friend at Uh, first question we got, how is porn bad for your brain, but sex isn't? I often hear the argument that porn damages your brain because it fries your dopamine receptors by flooding them with too much of it. I personally find sex to be way more pleasurable than porn, so logically, shouldn't having sex flood my brain with much more dopamine and do more damage than porn? All right, starting off, we're starting off this one strong, folks. Uh, so I think porn can't, I think the, the answer to your question, porn can damage your brain. Uh, I heard a rumor, which sounded like from someone who's not, doesn't really make up rumors, but I believe he said that there's a guy I went to high school with that said he couldn't, uh, he couldn't get it up to porn anymore. With women it was fine, but he couldn't get it up to porn anymore because he did it so much. I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. I think we've all slapped, I think we've all had days where we've masturbated a lot. You know, it's not like you're a pervert, it's just, you know, you you figure it out and you get really into it and then you do it a lot and you're like, I can, I can, I can wait a day to do it, you know, and then you're like, I want it to be a good time. And so you get that too. Uh, So yeah, so I think it is, but like, if you, I think there is addiction, you know, you know, it's like everything's good and certain amounts, but, you know, when you're addicted to something and you get too out of control with it, you know, it is weird with addiction, because it's not like, the problem with it is it gets worse and worse, that's the problem with it, so, uh, might I say, uh, might I say, yeah, so if it gets too flooded, yeah, so I think, so it's like looking at porn when you're horny, it's like... You're jerking off. It's whatever. But like when, you know, it's. I think it gets to a problem where like I, you can't get enough for a real woman and uh, stuff like that. There's some guys out there who I bet they're just like, you know – uh I like jerking off more than sex. I get I bet there's a lot of guys out there who are like that, you know. Sexless marriages, you know. I identify as a fucking threat. And that could be the answer to a sexless marriage, like when the wife has like the most unattractive haircut you've ever seen in your life and you're like, How is that guy getting up to it? He's not. He likes jerking off more and she's probably kinda gay. And <laughs> or they're both gay, you know. So I love. I love the little southern trope of like the husband and wife who are clearly both just gay in disguise, just just uh just just a fucking good time, you know. We used to have much more fun back in the day or whatever. Uh, but anyways, though, yeah. Um, when you're one, if you get so addicted to porn, like you have to jerk off every thirty minutes or an hour, you know, and shit like that. Like you know, if, when you're a kid, I think most normal kids draw the line of draw the line of D- draw the line at, uh, like, let's not jerk off at school because, you know, uh, jerking off at school is bad. I'm not saying I have or haven't done it. I'm just saying that don't do it. Okay. Because, uh, there's a possibility you could get caught and you don't want to be known for the guy who jerks off at school. I didn't jerk off at school. I'm just joking. Um, so, yeah, because if you get to a point where it's like, I have to do it at work, and you're, what if you're a grown-ass adult? You're like, I gotta jerk off at work, you know, I gotta get it out. Uh, this the time I need to do it. I'm like, god damn, dude. Like, I, I you know, I really do think, like, once a day is okay. Like, if you just do it once a day, you get it out of it. Or, like, if I'm not having sex, I jerk off, so I bust them out once a day, you know? That's healthy, you know? those Those guys live for a while, you know? That's, like in the middle, like if you bust nuts a lot from your wife, then you're a very well adjusted man. If you just bust nuts like once a day, you're you're pretty well off. And then it's like I do every two days, like every other day, you know, that's good. Uh it's when we get yeah, that's the bumpy road. Once a week, that's like like I can imagine like you and your spouse have sex only once a week, you know, it's just how life is, you know, and you don't have it but like Fellas, you're busting nuts more than once a week, right? We gotta be busting like at least three a week. You know, that's if you're doing less than three a week, that's where the problem starts. Um, but nevertheless we'll continue. Well, I'll just move on. Why does it feel good to masturbate when sick? I just read that too fast. What? Um so I know that fat fap is in general feels good. I mean, obviously that's why we do it. But am I the only one who feels a particular urge to do if I am sick? And if not, why do why does we feel like doing it when we are sick? And is it actually good or neutral or bad? Like I have a cold and am I just realized that if that it's like every time I had a cold, you were thanks in advance. Okay. That was a that was a rant. Um, so yes, I will say, uh, yeah, I do like a good, you know, when you're sick, jerking off when you're sick. I don't know. There is something to that. There is something, there is something inspiringly unique to that, uh, jerking off when you're sick. Um, but yeah, but I think the thing is, cause I know that like I I read and then it worked. It works sometimes, but it does work that if you have a really stuffed up nose, if you like jerk off, it'll just clear up, and sometimes it works. And uh, for women, I hear that like if they masturbate or have an orgasm, then like they'll it'll get rid of headaches. And um, I have a friend, I'll leave her nameless, but she uh, she has constant headaches, and she's been like lab work after lab work about it. You know, she's done all that, so uh, she doesn't know. It's you know, sometimes we just don't know shit about our bodies, and or it's very very rare. Uh, I, every time she says I have a headache, I'm like go masturbate. <laughs> you're like make yourself nut. You know that'll make you feel better. Uh, yeah, and it re, it re, it's all the endorphins you know releasing and shit like endorphins, dopamine, serotonin. You know all that shit that releases when you feel good chemicals and, uh, and yeah, it does. And you know I've like I said, I think it does help clear up your. It helps decongest you and uh, makes you not feel so coughy, cough, cough all the time. You know. That's how it happens, that's the way it is. Don't don't be a fool if you don't like what it is. Everybody drink water. Alright. Are Jehovah's Witnesses a cult? They're run by an unquestioned group of leaders known as the Big Three. Follow strict clothing and living guidelines and even make videos for kids on how to convert others. Shouldn't their organization be classified as a cult? Um, Yeah, they're 100% a cult. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue with you that Jehovah's Witness is a cult. If you want me to argue... Like we could get into it. Like every church is a cult. Like we can get into that shit. Like we really want to get into it. But like one hundred percent, we all need to agree. Jehovah's Witnesses is a an cult, and you know what? It's okay to you know, cults aren't aren't always bad things. You know, like the Peloton people. I mean, I know they're insufferable, but at the same time, like you can you know, you know, at least it's doing good for them. You know, so. That's one thing, and uh and we also know that uh yeah, we need even more strict ways of living. Like the more a, an organization restricts you of everything, you know, the worse it is. That's why I think Christianity got a lot more into purity culture because it was like a way to control people. No sex before marriage. I think that's why how purity culture really got its grasp, grasp, grasp on. Uh, on us, on our, on our Uh And so it just makes you feel better. And I was like, yeah, I didn't have sex until marriage. I've got to tell you, me and my smoking hot wife. Love it. But yeah, I read, uh, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole of a Jehovah's Witness. And he, uh, he was talking about how like he, he is a technically an apostate. So if like they ever try to bother you, you just tell them that you're an apostate and they will leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> Uh, because they're they feel they're not supposed to be uh when they shun someone out of Je- being Jehovah's witnesses which sounds like a cult uh they shun you out and you're no longer a member it's like uh they no contact with them like it's pretty bad when they get excommunicated like as children cuz like the parents can't kick them out but like like it's basically child abuse and uh yeah it's pretty bad and they have all these cartoons for kids being like don't try hard in school. Try hard harder. Being a Jehovah's Witness, I'm like, not bad. Oh, and also Jehovah's Witnesses have like the most like random low paying jobs ever, like uh, window cl- window cleaners and shit like that. That's like the thing they're all Jehovah's Witnesses because you're not supposed to like build treasure in the world and shit like that. It's like it's brainwashing the Jehovah's Witnesses. A hundred percent occult. cult, and, uh, and that's just shit on off of the top of my head. Uh, not to mention people who really know about cults and what they can do. Uh, you know, with most Christianity, I would see, like, if you want to get out of that shit, like, unless how, it depends on how invested you are into the church. Like, if you've been donating a lot of money and then you decide to stop, uh, someone will come to your house about that. Uh, you know, if it's just, uh, you're going there and then you just start going there less and you you could like fade out, you know? Uh, and you know they can do that, and it's not bad. But it can get be pretty bad for Jehovah's Witnesses, especially parents who whose kids are excommunicated. I'm like, ah, come on, I don't care what your religions are. Love your kids more than that shit. You know, you know, be a good parent. Don't be shitty. But uh, stay away from the Jehovah's Witnesses people. Tell them you're an apostate. They will leave you alone. It's a uh, it's a pretty good deal. You just be like, I'm an apostate and stuff like that. Mormons too. Do it with the Mormons. Hey, what year did God, or, and if they kind of keep festering, what year was, did God decide he's okay with black people again? Uh, what year was that? Okay, what did you guys, aren't some of y'all, isn't your religion for like the polygamy type stuff? You know? And then they're like, oh, that's just a certain sect, but you're, you're all, you're all Mormons, right? You're all the same, you know? Uh, pretty gross stuff, you know? Anyways, though, don't let cult people fuck around with them, but also don't be a dick, you know, just be like, just like, don't be a dick, goof on them, yeah, just goof on them, but don't be a dick, that's what, that's solid advice, that's all, I'm covered, I'm not in trouble anymore, hmm, why do obese people smell so rancid? I work at a gas station as a side gig, and every time obese, an obese person comes up to the counter, I start to choke. They smell that, The smell that emanates from them makes me want to throw them in a ba- bath of liquid deodorant. I can't stand it. I think one thing that can really do it, because, you know, fat people have a harder time reaching at all 15 of those crevices, you know, to be able to clean themselves, and it get sweaty, and, like, if it's, like, mildly hot outside, you know, too... Like, and especially if you get hot easy, like, and you're a f- bigger person. Oh, uh, man, you just sort sweating through your shirts, and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, sweat makes a smell. And, you know, that's the smell, you know, obviously. So, yeah, carrying a lot more around, you know. There's the obvious stuff that, like, you know, more maintaining of your own hygiene and shit like that and stuff like that. But some, but I think the ones you're talking about, I bet, I'm going to make a good guess. I wish we could, I could follow up with you on this. I want to say... I bet they smoke, too. Like, if you smoke cigarettes—not the other, not the cool stuff—cigarettes, uh, then, uh, like, it, you just smell bad all the time. Like, you know, you try to do it. You burn your incense. You have your car air fresh, And, you got, and if you're black, you buy the black ice one. It's, uh, for some reason, that's yours. You guys get that one <laughs> for some reason. It's like, I can buy it, but, you know, I can't, you know? Uh, you know, I can't. like, I can't buy it. What's the guy gonna, think, you know? Um, but yeah, I think there's that. But I'm guessing because if you're in a rural area, we're all fat. We're all fat. Well, <laughs> everyone's fat in a rural area, and uh, you lift up that. Uh, you, you add cigarettes to that, the sweat and farm work you're doing all day. B- holy shit, dude! You're gonna fucking vomit in your mouth those some of those guys. You know, but like, you know, they're showered, they can smell okay, but the, it's like cologne and cigarettes, you know, which is like a smell, but it's not like pleasant or uncomfortable. It's just a smell. Uh, so that's cool. Um, so fat people, just understand fat people have to clean themselves more. Got to get all, all, all the underboobs. They have to get into all of them. It's, it's rough. Fat lives matter. That's what, that's what we'll, fat lives matter. Is it true that women can sense if a guy has not been laid in a long time? Uh, well, I don't think it is. Like she can like sniff it off of you, or there's like pheromones, or even something spiritualistic or mystical uh, going on in the works that women can just like they have that primal nature to sense they haven't gotten laid in a while. I think the reason why women can sense that is because guys. A lot of guys who haven't been late in a long time become desperate. Like, I just need someone to touch me. Someone to touch me that isn't myself. And I haven't been touched. I just need to be touched. And, you know, you like, you go for a while. You just act fucking desperate. You're like, I would let you spit in my mouth. They're like, Ugh. Like, I don't want to know. No one wants to know that. And, like, now another person knows that you'll let s- someone spit in your mouth. You know, I think it's called also called being a simp when you fucking do simp behavior. Simps don't get laid. What simps do is we write funny yet charming and attractive notes into a woman's DMs. We we do that. And what we, and we strike out every time, you know. Every time. Uh I ha- I had to st- I had to stop being a simp folks. I had to stop, I'm sorry. But uh yeah, they just I think it's just desperation because when when a guy's just like acting so desperate and so needy and so oh the kids say it's so down bad. I think I think when they're down bad what that just you know, you know, you're if you use your brain power, which men don't do when women are around, but women do when men are around. It's it's a weird opposite. It's, no one can just both have a brain. You know, women can deduce that why you're acting so needy and so wanting and so like you're so on to her is because that uh you're not i think this guy needs to get laid because he's not feeling he's not laid back you know or whatever so they can just sense you know your game your game gets worse the longer the longer you strike out the the harder your game is and so you're like i tried that i don't think it worked i'm gonna try something else and you're like oh that doesn't work either you know it's like discovering the light bulb you had to try it 50 million times but uh yeah I think it's just desperation in your uh, in your voice that you you don't even realize you're acting so needy you're like because I guess your mind's like get her to take her clothes off and touch my wiener and like so you think you're being really nice to her and, like, really nice and trying to comfort her and shit like that, you think that's going to work, and it doesn't always work like that. It's good to be nice, but then there's, you know, when you're doing too much, you know, it's like, bitch, I'm, bitch, you walk by the road, (laughs) you know? You walk by the road on the sidewalk. I don't want to get hurt, you know? Make sure she treats you like the prince you are, Kings. I did say that. Um, so, what I'll also say, what I'll also say... Is uh, don't be desperate, okay? That's that's the only reason why women figure that shit out is because they, because you act desperate. If you act desperate, it's a good sense that uh, it looks like you haven't been laid in a long time. So it's the way it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mouth is so dry. Uh, okay. What would you do if your friend surprised you with the stripper at your bachelor slash bachelorette party? So, if there were my friends, what would have to... The only way a stripper should... The only reason... This is the only reason ever, but if it's for me, the only reason there needs to be a stripper there is if you found the the most broken-down, rough-looking stripper. Like, this... Like you're no one's no one's hard, and maybe one guy's hard. No one's as hard in the besides that one guy, Jerry. Jerry's hard. Uh, Jerry'll just fuck anything, you know, anything consensually, you know. You're not gonna hang out with those guys like unconsensual sex. Anyways, uh, she, you're just disgusted by this thing, but they paid for it, so you have to get. And, and you don't want to be a dick, you know. Being a dick to a stripper is not good. It's not good for business. So you'd be like oh, wow, I guess I'll take a lap, you know, like lap dance. And, you know, and the problem is your boys uh, got permission from, like, my, my future wife. This is a story that's not even real, and I'm like, I already know what's happening. They got permission from her to do this, and he's like, that's hilarious. Yes, we're doing this. And there's video, video of the situation, and uh, that way then she gets to see that shit, you know. Funny, funny shit. So that's the only reason I would see uh, a situation like that, uh, getting a stripper for me, but let's assume it's a, it's a hot stripper, you know? Like, I don't think, you know, I don't think anyone, like one stripper for like seven guys, you know? I don't know. Like, you know, you know, it's weird, you know? Like who thought, who, like, some of this shit's like weird. Like, all right, you're gonna go to a club, chicks are going to be dancing on a pole. Now, they're going to wear their underwear, but they're going to take their bras off, okay?'re going to do that. they're going to do that. and uh when they uh and you can see that and sometimes they'll just dry hump you you, you pay them and they dry hump you like purse on, you know they'll just dry hump you over the pants, they're going to dry hump. like everyone's no no genitals are actually touching. There's like five layers of shit in between everyone. Four or five. I don't know. And, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, and then your your buddy's right beside you getting the same thing. It, like, you know, I also, like, if someone offers me to go to a strip I've never been to a strip, strip club, so I'm not going to be weird, but I'll go. You know, I'm not going to be fucking weird. Uh, but, no, like, a real strip like, like, first of all, and, and this is the situation where I assume that the... Uh, the stripper was not per- gotten permission from the bride, and uh, so that's also a problem. Now, now she's pissed, and the bridesmaids are pissed too. For some reason, they're all like a hive mind. Like when that, I don't know why that happens. And, uh, you know, shit's bad, and uh, the marriage almost goes off, but it's it doesn't, so it's good. So that's a made-up situation in my head uh, of the two situations a stripper would be it up bachelor party that's non-existent at this point, like, it's not existent, so that's that, um, but yeah, you shouldn't be, the idea of, even the idea of hiring a stripper, you know, it's, it's just, it's just weird, like, the only time a stripper's fun is, like, you're alone, and even then, that's creepy, you know, was like, I don't want to be hard around my friends, so I want to do it alone, and then the stripper's just you, yeah, just dry on me, it's just, like, it's just, you know, it's weird. It's weird shit. You know, so, so yeah, fellas, if you want to surprise your boy, uh, ask permission from the bride first, uh, and ask if you can uh, find the ugliest, broken-down stripper you can find, and make her give your future husband a lap dance. And if she's cool, then she'll say yes. If she's not cool, she will say no, and cause a bigger cause a scene maybe. That's you know, those are the situations of life that I can say that to you as a person who exists in the world. All right. And finally, our last question of the episode How to gain weight easily. For context, I am a twenty five year old dude, uh, two meters what the f six six dude, why are you fucking fucking meters i'm not gonna fucking get a yardstick out uh in the last months i've been struggling with a lot of stress and some depressive episodes the worst thing that came out of it was that it, is that oftentimes i forgot or did have the motivation to eat i have lost a lot of weight and am now on the edge of being underweight i've always set myself the goal to eat at least three times a day but it's so incredibly hard to do i don't even know why okay someone you might have an eating disorder fella but I'm here to help you. Like, I can't help people lose weight that well. I'm like, just cut out carbs. That's, I, that's all I can tell you. But I can tell you how to gain weight. Now, I think it's all about... I think if you're trying to gain weight to, like, gain muscle, this is not the advice for you. This is like you're going to become fucking fat. You're just going to be a fucking fat ass. Or you're going to gain a pound and get fat, you know. That's, that's what you are doing. That's what we're talking about here. Now... I think you probably have a big metabolism... I'm certain you probably have a good metabolism, and I can. You're probably one of those guys that can eat, can even eat a lot and not like gain a pound or whatever. And so, I think that if you eat a lot, what you need to do, what I will tell you to do, uh, less movement too. Like work a desk job. Like if you're working like fucking manual labor, like yeah, you're not fucking. Might be locked. Even walking around, you might be fine. But uh, you know, I'll say like less mobile. That'll probably help. Uh, like, you know, one meal, remember one time, this is probably one of my, me and my, one of my worst, I really just wanted bread and butter, uh, or rolls and butter. So what I made, I made like a frozen tin of rolls and then I just fucking dipped the rolls in the butter and ate it like fucking, it's like you're fucking eating queso at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> oh man. So I would suggest doing that meal. I would say add a lot of fucking carbs to your meal. Uh, count, count calories and, you know, try to go over, you know, your way to calories. I would also suggest if you are a little depressed, uh, the best drug to try, if you would like to gain weight is alcohol. I really think voice been a little chubby, but I've never been like fucking fat, you know, well, I've been kind of like fat, but i haven't been fat, you know, but, uh, yeah, I would say depressive episode is you eat a lot and you drink a lot, dude, you do both. And sometimes drinking makes you want to eat more, so it's good. Oh, and if you really want to eat more, smoke fucking weed, too. Actually, probably smoke, yeah, you know, pick your poison. Smoke weed uh, to get a better appetite and eat more, or drink alcohol. See, you just get away from the drinking the alcohol, and you can just eat the same, you know. Uh, unless you're young. Oh, you're 25, yeah, your metabol- that metabolism shit's going to leave you soon, you, you know. So, uh, good luck to you. Um, what else, what other advice can I give you to getting fat, being less mobile, depressed? Yeah, you, you see, you went the wrong way on being depressed. You stop eating. I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately the other way. I tried, I tried once depressed, tried to stop eating. I'm like, I can't do this. You know, I gotta eat. Um, and, uh, one time I didn't eat for like three days and then I didn't feel good. And then I ate just a little bit and I started feeling better. And so, yeah, those are just you. Start drinking. Yeah. Use that to numb the pain. Drink to numb the pain. I think that's going to be my best advice for you. Because drinking, I don't know. I don't know how pe- some people. I never. When I watch fucking. Uh, fucking. Uh, oh, fucking intervention in like the alcoholic is skinny. I never fucking understood that shit. That's fucking crazy. Uh, but anyway, so beer. Beer is a good one to get. Do you like beer? If you don't beer wine that shit lots of sugar lots of sugar in that hard cider, si- hard ciders and stuff like that even every fruity you drink you've ever had it's good anyways though that's it that's how you get fat and speaking of which that is how we're ending today's episode of cancel Sweezy. thank you so much for listening to the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Thank you so much. Follow me on social media at the Shwezy. my music under shweezy, uh, twitch.tv slash the more Tears of the Kingdom. That game is so fucking, so fucking good. Uh, we've got Patreon. Great way to say thank you for being a friend. Help us out and come around back again. Uh, don't forget all the free shit you can do. If you're listening to this listening to this only make sure you go to our youtube page to uh subscribe and make sure that you check out anything else too and leave comments on shit i say and uh if you're on the audio platforms give us a five four three two or one star rating and uh leave a review so honk you the butt drugs and uh stay awesome Believe it or not, Schweg is not at home Please leave a message at the beep I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home you just finished a full episode of Cancel Shweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe. Whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.